You know, we recently did a podcast on toxic people and how not to let them affect you, how people who are really good at handling toxic people are able to not let them get to them. But here's the thing. There's the thing that dealing with toxic people or dealing with depressing situations, what happens to us after, after they're done talking, after they're done making us feel a certain way, we walk away and we don't know how to change how bad we feel, how bad they made us feel, how bad the situation is, and we feel stuck. Well, today's podcast, we're going to talk how to get you unstuck. There's two important things you need to know that are the reason why if you haven't been able to get unstuck from your current feeling that you need to do, we're going to talk about them today. Hello, Assalamu alaikum. Thank you and welcome back to the Mindful Muslima Speaks podcast. I'm your host, Mindful Muslima, coming to you every week on topics that you guys request that Muslim women are going through. Um, licensed educator of 25 years, mom of five, big sister, or like auntie, Khaled to the community, here to answer all the questions related to advice. Now, alhamdulillah, this podcast is something where I take it really, really seriously. We don't give scholarly advice. We're not doing fiqh or anything like that here. And we're also at the same time, we're not just like shooting off the top of our head, right? Anything we say here is based on um, education, background, research, or Islamic values. Everything is based on the Quran and Sunnah. And so we merge kind of your modern day woes and issues, right? With like Islamically, how would you respond to that and get answers and how to. So if you're new to the podcast, welcome, welcome. Happy to have you. And if you are a regular listener, welcome back to the family because you know, we just have connected. So many of you offline reach me in DMs and emails and stuff. And I feel like I know you guys. Sometimes I've had women, I talk to them on the phone. They're like, so I'm going to talk to you right now. But like, I feel like I've known you forever. And I feel like that with you guys too. So Jazak Lahir, keep sending me your beautiful messages and stories and DMs. Mostly Instagram's the fastest way to reach me. But if you do want to reach my team for anything, I'm going to throw this out there because a lot of people are like signing up for stuff now, having problems that are new to us. Um, we have a website. It's www.mindful dash muslima m-u-s-l-a-m-a-h dot com and if you ever want my team and you need help it's mindfulness at mindful dash muslima dot com all right so today i want to get into what to do when you're feeling down a lot of verbs that are adjectives excuse me i've heard women say is you know um my life feels lost my life feels depressed i feel alone sad you know just going on and on about the emptiness that's inside of them and how nobody understands. Feeling like there's not one more thing they can take on their plate. Feeling like they're carrying this burden alone. Noticing that this these emotions are turning them into someone they don't like, which makes them in turn feel even worse. Moms are frustrated and angry and yelling at their kids. Losing it, just absolutely losing it. Feeling ashamed like, oh, I'm a Muslim woman. I'm supposed to be religious. I shouldn't be like this losing it. Then we have women who are like, you know, maybe they're younger and they're they're trying to do the right thing, but they're falling into haram and they're feeling really guilty about it. Or their parents are telling them they're not enough or they don't have this or that or, you know, criticizing them. Everybody's in a different place with themselves, you know, or maybe it's just like, no matter what I do, I just don't feel happy. Like, I just feel stuck right now. I feel sad. I can't shake this horrible feeling that I wake up with, like as soon as I'm awake and it carries through with me through the rest of the day. 
If that's you, I feel you. And you've heard my story on this podcast. I have told you guys countless times that I was a very religious practicing person and yet I had really deep, dark feelings. But that's because I didn't know how to do something we're gonna talk about today. In today's podcast, we're gonna go over the two things, no matter what. If these toxic people that you're dealing with are making you feel horrible in tons of ways, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, whatever way that is, um, at the end of the day, only you can change that. And there's two main things, main ingredients you need to shake any of those types of emotions. And they're really, really critical. And that's what we're going to teach you today. Before I start, I want to make three announcements really quick that we are having going on at Mindful Muslima. We do, we are doing a lot this November. It's actually overwhelming how much we're doing, but it's actually really, really good. Like I am swimming in sisters over here. <laughs> we got so many cool things going on. So um, the first one is we're doing our very first live event. I know so many people are like, why are you not doing it in the UK? Why are you not doing it in California? We're doing our first one in New York, in New York City, um, actually. So I would love to meet you guys. And what we're doing the event on is marriage because that is the most popular thing women reach out to us on. This month it is emotions. Yes, it is. We're all supporting you, but it is on marriage. A lot of our married people, they want to get married. Excuse me. They want to get married or they were once married, divorced. It doesn't matter. If you are looking to get married, we have a two-part really cool thing. Women want the answers on how to find the right guy, but then they also want to be like, where do I actually find him? So we took a whole bunch of guys and we scooped them up and we put them in a room and we have them there waiting for you. No, I'm just playing. We actually did the December 3rd and 17th. We're going to have, um, the third is going to be how to learn. It's like a, like a, a workshop. It's very interactive. It's not a lecture at all. I don't, I'm not a lecture person when it comes to in-person. It's very fun and interactive, a lot of activities. And you're going to get to do stuff with other sisters related to like exploring yourself and what you really want in marriage and, and guys and the right guy and red flags, all that good stuff. Then two weeks later, we're going to put you in a, um, uh, like a, a marriage meetup where you can meet other guys in halal way. It's totally like chaperoned and everything, so no worries. Um, and alhamdulillah, you get to use those skills right in the room. How cool is that? right? So that's what we're going to do with that. So the other two things are, one is today is the very, very last day. So if you didn't already see the memo everywhere to, to get into the self-love workshop that we're doing, um, by the end of the workshop, you will not just know what self-love is and how to love yourself, but you're going to understand completely how this will change your life in so many areas. And today, actually, we were just doing a self-love assessment so women could help. We have this little quiz that we do. Um, then we give out tools and packets and stuff that we have everything to get you in a place where you can fix your own own self-image and confidence, which ends up helping you to pick a great guy, right? If And if not, makes that hard for you or maybe helps you feel good or parent better. Like there's so many things it's connected to. So that is the last day for that. And lastly, um, we are having um, Yahya Rabbi, you know, the, the, the famous Qari from YouTube, from all over. He's from the UK, originally from Somalia. And inshallah, he has come in to do just amazing heart softeners with us. He's going to be doing session two, November 22nd inside of our um, Global Sisterhood Thrive. So if you want a free pass to get in, definitely, definitely check out our website for all of these things, www.mindful-muslima.com. If you're super interested in the marriage one, it is www.muslimmarriageworkshop.com. Muslimmarriageworkshop.com to get on in there. All right, let's get started with the podcast. 
are women. They like stuff fast. They like stuff efficient, easy, because they're already overwhelmed. So today's podcast is just two things, two things that are really, really important. And I want to tell you, these are the things that, that have carried me through for decades. And I know they will for you too, inshallah. And you know, it's a struggle when we are having a really, really difficult time with ourselves and where we are. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants us to know, to hold on to our faith and that uh, that the shaitan capitalizes, he absolutely capitalizes on your negative feelings and negative thinking. And he makes you overrun with depression, anxiety, and sadness. And they turn into things that the shaitan wants them to turn into because we try to escape. We feel so bad. We're just trying to like feel better, whether it's you know, overindulging in social media just to like avoid the stuff you need to do and you're procrastinating because it just feels so like, ugh. Or it's just like talking to guys you shouldn't talk to. You know, I know that happens. You're not a bad person, but you're just lost right now and you need to come back. And the thing is doing those things when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees us sitting, he can't really help us the way we deserve to be helped if we were doing it the right way. So I know it's hard for us. We struggle and we're all like, well, how do I stop? What about that? I'm going to talk to you about that today. But I want you to know that these are the things that if we don't get a grip on them, right, we start to do things. And then those things actually make us feel worse. And it's this perpetual cycle. And, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he knows we're hurt. But he needs us to toughen up a little bit and put ourselves back together. Yes, it's hard. Yes, it's difficult. I have been there, sister, at the bottom, bottom, rock bottom. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, La tihun, la tihun. And you know, at the end of the day, <sighs> al-huzn, which is commonly translated as sadness, actually comes from huzn, which is one of the words in Arabic for jabal, you know, the mountains. And anything that has toughness and rigidness and discomfort, and it gets associated with husband, meaning don't develop negative feelings. Sadness is one of them. Defeating, feeling defeated is another part of husband. Hopelessness is part of husband. Feeling angry, resentful of yourself. It's another part of husband. Husband is a number of negatives. Any of these are just these rough, rigid emotions. And on top of that, you know, we just, we start to feel weak. Because they, they just drain us. But don't feel weak. Don't become hardened, you know, to these difficult negative emotions. Because they're just going to become a permanent part of who you are. And it will actually change who you are. I had this one major takeaway. I just said it maybe like a couple days ago in one of our warm-up sessions in the, uh, the workshop that I'm doing. And one of the main, I want you to know the pathway to where you got right now in like one minute, if I could say it in one minute or less, negative thoughts lead to negative emotions. Those negative emotions that you're having end up going into negative habits and behaviors. Those negative habits or behaviors turn into your personality and eventually your character when you do them long enough. So I want you to imagine if you didn't have those negative emotions, you could just swipe those out the way. Then all of a sudden you would feel better, you would have better habits, and more productivity, right? And then you would also, alhamdulillah, have a totally, a more Islamic character, a more something you're proud of. All of that is derived from the way you're responding to your current problems. And that is madness, that if that one thing could be fixed, but you're not doing that right now, right? But that one thing could be fixed, it would be life-changing. I was reading an ayat of Quran, and just in the workshop today, where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was talking about how those who were true believers, he would give them, a new life. 
right? A lot of people are saying, how can I do this? How can I make all these changes? It's too hard. It's too hard. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala literally said, he literally said in the Quran, he will give us a new life. And I was there in the workshop and I was reading all these different ayats of Quran to the women. I want to share the one that I touched on with you right now. Whoever works righteousness, man or woman, and has faith, verily to him will we give a new life, a life that is good, pure, and we will bestow on them the reward according to their actions. Quran 1697. That means the more effort you give, the better your life will be. The more you just chill and wait for it to get better, you will stay there because Allah can't help you. He literally promises in the Quran a new life. That's what I experienced. I'm going to say Allah is the best keeper of promises on that one. I literally learned all these things and that's exactly what happened. When I was not understanding how to do the things that I teach every day now, I literally was in a very, very bad state, crying all the time. And I remember one day in particular, I was trying to go and get my groceries and I was, you know, pushing along my little cart. And my daughter was just like, mommy, is today going to be a good day? And she's four, right? Looking at me, looking at me with all the questions and the answers in the world, looking for me to assure her because she looked like she could read my face that it was not, not going to be a good day. I could cry thinking about it. I was in my darkest times. I looked at her and I was like, is it going to be a good day? That's a really good question. And back then I didn't know that I could, I could decide that. I thought I was a slave to the day. I was a slave to whatever people were going to do to me that day. The way my husband was going to talk to me, the way my boss was going to be with me, the way my you know, people outside were going to deal with me. I thought I was a slave to all of that. And all of that was going to determine how good my day was going to be or not. But that actually wasn't true. And not being able to know that literally left me depressed all the time. And I remember looking at her day and just going, I don't know. But I, I remember that never left my mind. And now it's funny. I have my kids. I have five kids. I have more kids now. <laughs> Those kids are now grown and married. Um, and I said to my kids now, it's a bad day. They're having a bad day. I say to them, but you know you could change that at any time, don't you? And now because they know that, they said, yes, we know. I said, what can you do? They said, well... I could do this and this and this. And they, they start listing all the things I teach them. And that's the thing. Many of us feel out of control. And I've talked before in podcasts before, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in control. Actually, we're not in control. It's actually our need to be in control that makes us feel horrible. Once you let it go to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you learn certain techniques and skills and things to do in the moment when you feel particularly unhappy, you can literally liberate yourself from that emotion. You don't have to feel it anymore. I, had I known that then, I could have turned and told my daughter, you're right, it's absolutely going to be a good day. Let's do this together. Are you ready? And I would have told her the same thing. But she didn't get to benefit from that part of me because I wasn't there yet as a mom. So my message to all the moms is, you know, and I have that mom guilt for those kids. They know now. I've taught them now. Since then, I'm always like, they're in my, actually in all my classes and courses in my school, my own kids. Because I'm like, mommy didn't get to show you this, but mommy knows this now. Mommy made a mistake here. She knows this now. And that's the thing I want to tell moms. You know, if you have your kids now, it's your first set of kids. I'm 20-something years parenting. 
It's okay to make mistakes. You're learning as you're parenting. Let's all just be real about that. Nobody knows all the answers. You know, you check all the Instagram posts. You're trying to figure out, do I want to be a positive parent or do I want to be whatever parent, you know, I want to school or unschool. Like, what am I doing with myself? And as you discover who you are, sometimes 10 years later, you change your mind. 20 years later, you change your mind. But you have to be humble in front of your children and say, hey, I just learned this, you know? I do that with all relationships, not just with parenting. Sometimes I, I, I did, I'm wrong. And we have to say that, that's okay. Even at Mindful Muslim, sometimes I do things, I'm like, oh, sorry guys to my team. Like totally my mistake. You have to be able okay to, you have to be okay with making mistakes and you have to be okay to say that. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, don't be weak and don't be weakened because the shaitan is just gonna capitalize on you. Don't lose heart. Things will come and go, but they're gonna get better. And understand that the trials Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts us through are so beautiful. And, you know, we're being told over and over in the Quran and everywhere else, don't be overwhelmed. Don't be overrun. You're in the highest position as a Muslim than anybody else in the world. You are afforded the best of information. But the problem for the most of us is we don't know how to access it, right? It's locked in the Quran. And I don't say that as a joke. I don't say that because it's actually locked. It's nothing is locked. You know, that's, that's sometimes we hear these certain types of Muslims, they use these lofty words, secrets of the Quran, locked inside. Like this is not true. Nothing is locked and kept hidden. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, I have made the Quran easy for men and women of understanding. I made it easy for you. So that means it's not locked and it's not secret. It's not inaccessible. But we feel like it is because we don't have a relationship with it, Right. I pick up the book and I read some words. By the way, the translation of the Quran matters. What translation you're using? Life-changing. I'm dead serious. Let me tell you the one I use, and I don't say it's the best. I say it's the best for me, and I, it's the one I read on Instagram all the time. A lot of people have been asking me, which one are you reading? Oh, my gosh. Yes, because when you read a good translation of the Quran, it's just a different meaning sometimes to you in reception, right? So the one I use is Abdul Halim. Abdul Halim is Oxford Press. I think it's the same one that Noman Ali Khan uses, but it's it's very famous. And the second one, if you cannot have that one, is the clear Quran, the clear Quran. I'm talking about the English translation. So subhanAllah, today I want to tell you, if you're suffering from all these things, I'm going to give you two basic things that you can do and that you must, let me, let me revise this, that you must do to get out of your situation. I don't care who you are. This applies to everyone. I'm, I'm that crazy about this. It's really serious. Step one is you need to learn how to override your biology. And you're like, what is that? <laughs> that sounds complicated and a lot of work. What is that? No. So I'm going to tell you another thing that I, I was uh, like a couple takeaways here. You know, I like to give out from the, the self-love workshop. The one I told you that it, the, the registration ends today. So I'm saying I'm practically giving away um, parts of all the courses inside of it and my uh, emotions course inside of it and little uh, snippets. So one of the big, you know, facts that I was reading, and I want you to listen to this really closely. Did you know that 95% of who we are by the time we're 35 years old is a memorized set of behaviors, emotional reactions, unconscious habits, hardwired attitudes, beliefs, and perceptions that function like a computer program. We have patterns of thinking, and after a while, they become habitual. You think that your negative way of reacting to your husband is like, you know, that's just because of him. No, no, no. A lot of it is is like, it's connected to so many other things. Our brain is literally like a computer program. And every person that you deal with, if you're looking for a spouse, that stuff is going to transfer. I had a girl the other day, I was talking to her, this sister on the phone. She was telling me about her toxic 
parenting, like her parents, excuse me, like her toxic childhood. And she's looking for a spouse and she's calling me for advice on a spouse. And I said, sis, can we talk about what you just said before we talk about the guy? Because if you don't take that computer program where you've been told, you know, how to deal with stress, how to respond to men, how to look at life things, these unconscious hardwired attitudes and beliefs, you know you're going to carry those into your marriage that you're looking for, right? Even if I get you the best guy on earth, I literally handpicked him myself. You, you can still ruin that relationship because that stuff is not addressed. And she's like, I know. I'm like, all right, so can we can we double back <laughs> and deal with... See, people think it requires a lot of therapy. Now, here's the thing. Therapy could be required for you. Allahu alam. I don't know your particular situation. But for most women I meet, it is not. Now, we have this thing in our community about like getting help and thinking like it means we're weak. I've had people jump on the phone with me. They're like, I just want to tell you there's nothing wrong with me. <laughs> I'm like, I never said anything, you know? They're like, in this, you know, and I'm not broken and I'm not crazy and I'm not, I'm like, okay. Nobody said that. That's that's what you, you're being made to feel like in your culture because they're making you feel like there's something wrong with you if you have to go ask for help because that's what's wrong with our cultures, right? That's not in Islam. In Islam, people always sought nasiha. People would say, hey, to the prophet, I'm going to sit down and talk to you about the way my husband's making me feel, about this kind of experience that I'm having in my home, about this issue I have with my child. They would go to the prophets and the sahaba. This was very, very normal normalized we've unnormalized we've made it abnormal to ask for help and a lot of times people come to me and they're really shy about asking me for help or about their situation and i'm just telling them look whatever you talk to me about it is 100 percent confidential and whatever you want to you know um you know talk about doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you i needed help too i had a, a, a one person like a second mom to me and i would call her and I would talk to her and I would sit with her. And that's what I try to be for so many women. But I want you to know there's nothing wrong with you. But the first thing you have to do is override your biology. If you don't understand how to deprogram that 95%, you're just going to stay on autopilot. You know when people say they're on autopilot? You are. I am. Because we're, we're programmed. I just told you. 95% of who we are, science shows by 35, is memorized sets of behavior. So what does that mean? I want somebody right now. Let me see. Star student. Star student. How do, you, how do you change that? You have to interrupt the computer program. So when I teach things with my women on the podcast, in the school, whatever, workshops, whatever, it's just teaching you how to cycle interrupt. I'm giving you the keys to cycle interrupt. Like here's, here it is. This is how you do it. Here's the computer program. You know when you like stick a virus in the computer? You try to like, yeah, I'm going to tell you exactly how to stop that program from running. That's all that somebody taught me. I learned it from, you know, different people. I sat with scholars and teachers and I put it together and I teach it to women. But that's what I learned to do. So step one is, I don't care how sad you are. I don't care how anxious you are, depressed you are, how your mom made you feel, how your husband is not emotionally available, how you can't get over your mom guilt. You need to pattern interrupt, cycle interrupt the computer program that's in your head running on autopilot every day. The minute you do that, new life. Remember what I said? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran, new life. Promise of Allah, not me. Allah is the best keeper of promises. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the best keeper of promises. He knows exactly what you need. If you reach out to him in dua, do you really think he will not answer you? Do you really think he doesn't want your life to improve? Do you really think 
He is not fair. He doesn't understand how to fix your problems when he created the entire world. I mean, we put doubts in our mind about our ability. We're doubting the creator of us. He's al-khaliq. We are his creation. We are doubting the creator when we say it can't be done. I know it can be done. I, I do it every day with women and I see it done all the time. And it happened with me. Number two, last one. And so that's a skill set. It's like learning how to cook, play basketball. You just learn the skill set and that's it. And that's what we teach, right? Number two, you have to have faith. If you have moved away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this work becomes incredibly hard. Now, a lot of women have moved away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they want to get back to Allah, but they don't know how to do that either. See, that's why I put out programs and things because, you know, I can't do it alone, right? Like I just told you, for example, I asked uh, Ustad Yahya Rabbi to come onto the platform. He has the most beautiful voice. You listen to his Quran, Tabarakallah, and you feel like lullaby, like, oh, so soft. See, sometimes people need different things. So to find out what you need, what will bring you back to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you need to try different things. For some people, it's reading the Quran. Reading the Quran, reciting the Quran, it actually soothes their heart because the Prophet, peace be upon him, he says it wipes away the, the sins, the black spots. And some people can actually feel that. It's like washing dishes. You know, you take a sponge and you wash them. It's like the Quran washes your heart as you read it. That's why in the Ramadan, right? In Ramadan, you feel so good because you recite more Quran, you do more recitation than ever in the year. Usually, usually, except for the people they practice daily, right? Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah. And the dhikr, right? In the Ramadan, you're doing so much dhikr, right? The, 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 the same thing. Maybe dhikr is it for you. Maybe it's deep breathing. I was on the phone with a sister the other day and she was really struggling with anxiety. And one of the things I talked to her about, I talked to her about was what to do in the moment. There's many things we teach women to do in the moment, but alhamdulillah, one of them is related to breathing. If you can slow the rate of your breathing, it's directly related to your heart rate. If you could slow your heart rate, it naturally slows down the rest of your body and affects the anxiety. It reduces the anxiety. So we had certain breathing exercises I was teaching her to do. Like she wants to take a nap when we're done talking. <laughs> I said, is that okay for you? She says, yes. Very relaxed. I said, okay, alhamdulillah. These are things that you can learn. I can learn. But the truth is, if we don't get over, usually, usually, and I'm making a connection for you between your faith and your over needed to override your biology. And this is totally normal. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I've said it many times in the Quran. He says, I made mankind anxious. I created mankind to be like this and like this. But then he, at the same time, he gives us the remedy. He tells us the reality and then he gives us the remedy, right? But we have to listen and apply. So you have to control your emotion because if not, it will make you depressed. If you're depressed, you don't want to pray. This is the thing. I love when people talk about giving da'wah to people about you should pray, you should read Quran. Well, why aren't they reading Quran? Let's look. I don't have time. Okay, maybe they don't have time. Maybe they're avoiding. Maybe they don't know how to manage their time. Let's fix them managing their time. Then they'll read the Quran. Let's fix their motivation and connection with the Quran. Then they'll want to read Quran. We have to look at the root cause of whatever it is. So I want you to ask yourself right now, why am I not close to Allah as I want to be? Why am I not as close as I want to be? Answer that question honestly to yourself. If you cannot answer that question, then you haven't thought about it enough because you should be able to know it. Because like for me, sometimes most women, they say no time, no time. And here's the thing with that answer. It's not acceptable because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, you know, the ones who are the losers, the ones who don't know how to manage their time. Now, some women say, well, my time is full. My day is full. I'm a mom. Do you think the Sahaba didn't have that? They used to wash their clothes by hand. Are you washing your clothes on a rock by the, by the, you know, in a bucket or by the river? Or the, are you doing these things? 
Are you are you not taking cars and trains? And we have uh, photocopy machines. They used to write every single page of the Quran over when they want to copy it. They didn't photocopy. You know how long that takes. They used to do everything the hardest way possible. They didn't have grain to make bread. They had to go and harvest the grain and then grind the grain and to find powder and then to make the bread by scratch. We just go to the store, pick up a loaf of bread and walk out. We cannot say we don't have time in the the, the most time efficient era we've ever lived. That is a cop out. <laughs> it is a cop out. And wait a minute. We're like, no, 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 you don't know me, but I'm doing things from morning to night. Then... The real problem is priority. The real problem is what season you're in and not knowing how to deal with the season the proper way. I know a lot of you asked me about that. Inshallah ta'ala, in January you will see, I will have a life balance course like so many of you are asking because stuff feels out of whack and I got it. Inshallah ta'ala, you will see in January. But for now, I need you to know two things. You need to learn how to override your biology or it will never change. This is a biological fact. You will keep, keep, keep like the machine, like the computer, unless you stop it. We teach you how to stop it, but only you can choose to learn. Number two, you have to take your faith as a non-negotiable. You have to take it like, I refuse to live like this any longer. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the most important thing, and I will make nothing more important than Allah. When I fix my relationship with Allah, everything else will be fixed. Khalas, it's true. I live by it. I know. And it doesn't take a perfect person. It doesn't take a knowledgeable person. It's, uh, it only takes a desire and a follow-through. And that's it. But most of us, we don't. We'd love to. It sounds nice. And then we click the podcast off. We do nothing. I encourage you, sister, if you really want to have the new life, the change, take any action today to do anything differently. Like we talked about, madness is doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result, right? From the famous quote. So subhanAllah, what will you do today? What will you do right now to change it? I, I can only um, invite you to a new life, but I cannot do it for you. I speak to 3.3 million on this podcast, 147 countries, many here. Who will actually change? Allahu alam. It's there for you for the taking. If you want to join us, like I said, um, some things we have on our website, www.mindful-muslima.com. We will help you on your journey. More than welcome. Today's the last day, like I said, for the self-love. Looking forward to many of you in the marriage event. Looking forward to you in uh, inside of Thrive. But please, sister, understand that the only mountain is you. The only mountain is me. If we would get out of our own way, we will see rapid results, inshallah, by the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All right. Yalla, assalamu alaykum. Rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.